So in each of those events, going back to the early 80s, each one of those events that we go through, whether it's HIV, you know, SARS, uh, Zika, uh, H1N1, there's so many different ones out there and every single scenario except for HIV in the early 80s, the market had recovered and was on the positive side six months later. Welcome to the Perfect Game Retirement Podcast with former professional baseball player and now financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management, Ryan Ledman. This show will help you make the right financial decisions so you can pitch a perfect game in retirement. Here's the windup and the delivery. Welcome back in to another episode of Perfect Game Retirement. Ben George alongside Ryan Ledden, the president and financial coach at Black Oak Asset Management. And we got a, a show today. We're going to go through the important stages of retirement planning. We're going to be talking about kind of what you should be looking at at different stages of your retirement process, 15 years out, 10 years, five years, and then into retirement, what that looks like as you make the transition. And you know, this is a very important conversation. But before we do that, we got to kind of address the elephant in the room, what's been happening the last you know, few, well, a couple of months now, this episode recording. And it recorded in mid-March, so just keep that perspective as we talk about the coronavirus and kind of the market shift and the volatility because things will have changed by the time you're listening to this episode. But we want to discuss kind of what's been happening in the market, but also what's been happening in, in Ryan's offices, conversations he's having. So let me welcome in Ryan now. And Ryan, I guess this has been a pretty busy uh, few weeks for you guys, huh? No doubt. I mean, it's it's part of the job. I mean, there's going to be ups and downs. And obviously, 2019, there, there wasn't too many... Uh, people being worried. I mean, there was a couple blips during, during last year, but they were very short lived, but uh, you know, it's, it's always something new and you do hear, you know, it's, Oh, it's different this time. It's different this time. Well, okay. There's some truth to that. It's, it's something new, but this too shall pass. It's just, you know, when and how deep is it going to go? I don't have a crystal ball. I, I don't know, but I do know um, what the conversations we're having with people and keeping them, you know, aware of the the plan that we're sticking to and, you know, their risk tolerance as far as their portfolio. So yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of education that is going into this time, but again, that's you and I were kind of joking before the show that that's kind of where we as advisors earn our money. Yeah. Not only, you know, you are you guys earning your money at this point, but this is also really for a lot of investors. And I mean, I'm sure a lot of people that you've worked with were around in 2008 and kind of saw how that was. But, you know, for some people, this might be their first time they've been tested too, and really testing their confidence and the, their risk tolerance, because we talk about this all the time. And I know you've had these conversations with people. Hey, are you ready to deal with the worst case scenario? This is what your portfolio is going to look like if things take a downturn. But I'm sure these clients still come in not fully expecting to have to deal with what they've seen in February and March. That's a great point because it's different when you see the actual stress test of your portfolio on your actual statement or your online uh, login and you see the differences in, in the account values. And with all of our clients, we do like a stress test, but it's very different when you're sitting in our office and kind of with your feet kicked up and, and going through this, Hey, would you do this or this in this scenario? And so it's easy to be like, Oh no, 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 I'd, I'd stay in the market. I'd stay in the market. And, and we try to take people through that and show not just a percentage loss, but actual dollar amount loss. Okay. Are you good with, you know, losing X, not just a percentage, are you losing that dollar value? And it, it is different when it actually does happen, but that's where when we stress test the portfolio and say, "Hey, we're you're still it's it's painful. I, I'm I'm not 
going to deny that, but it's still within your range of what we said we are comfortable with. And yes, the, always the rebuttal to that is, well, it could keep getting worse. Oh, okay, yes, it, <laughs> it, it could. But again, we're still, <laughs> no matter what age you are, there's still a long-term component to anybody's por- portfolio. So, and, and especially if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, this stuff, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to go away and, and for everyone. But age is a big factor as far as how you invest as well. Not, not the only rule, but it is a portion of, uh, that goes into the piece of the planning of, okay, what kind of income do we need to take? And we don't need to have 100% exposure to the stock market uh, at a certain age. So that's where we have to keep people in perspective and just say, okay, yes, I know you've lost this amount, but you're only exposed this percentage of your portfolio to what's going on in the market. So again, let's let's keep a big picture perspective and not get caught up in the in the right now and, and all the headlines that we hear each and every day. So what are those, what have your conversations kind of just sounded like with your clients these last couple of weeks? I mean, what, what kind of message are you getting across to them and, and kind of what are y'all working on in terms of planning now? Yeah. I mean, we, we try to put a lot of this stuff in context. Uh, I mean, obviously we use the disclaimer of obviously past performance is no indication of future, but we try to put it in perspective. And I send out a lot of video emails to our clients just to educate them on the different headlines or newspaper articles or online articles that we do see. And we try to put it in perspective. We try to put it in perspective of uh, previous epidemics and, you know, what's happened six months after uh, these events, uh, events happen. So in each of those events, going back to the early 80s, each one of those events that we go through, whether it's HIV, you know, SARS, uh, Zika, uh, H1N1, there's so many different ones out there and every single scenario except for HIV in the early 80s, the market had recovered and was on the positive side six months later. Is that going to be the case this time? I, I don't know. I like to think so. I know the CDC and some of the brightest minds are working on this stuff right now and we do see headlines of you know basketball tournaments being basically shut down, NBA mm-hmm. until further notice. But you kind of have to look at the silver lining on that. Is that drastic? Okay, maybe it is, maybe it's not. But when they do things like that, that's going to prevent this thing from getting worse. Because if we just kind of keep doing what we do, yeah, there is a much bigger risk of this stuff spreading. But if we take measures like that, you're going to get rid of this thing a whole lot quicker. So the only other time before, going back to my example, was HIV in the early 80s, because that was a big time unknown. And we didn't know how the spread of that would take place. And so that was the only one that still had a downturn in the market uh, six months later. And I even heard on the radio this morning, they're comparing it to, you know, 9-11. And I'm like, well, okay, that's not apples to apples. But okay, I see the the point of kind of the, the fear that's going on. And that market recovered three months after 9-11. So again, I just have to keep putting people in perspective and again, educating them and saying, hey, this is the plan. This is what we're doing. And we just got to stick to it. Yeah. Well, we could go on this topic for a while and I'm sure we will have more conversations about this in future podcasts as we learn more and, and see the, re- the reaction to this and see how it's managed. But just know that you know, this has probably changed quite a bit from this conversation we've had by the time you're listening to this. So keep some perspective though. You know, These things happen and uh, this is why you build a plan. So you can uh, offset this risk and minimize it in your portfolio and not have to stress as much because 
Lord knows many people aren't wanting to open up their retirement accounts right now and check those numbers because it has not been pretty. Uh, not to laugh, but that's just, you know, we're all deal- we're all dealing with it. I mean, it's everybody's going through this together. So uh, it's good to know and have some perspective like Ryan's offering. So let's transition into the main topic and talk a little bit more about the big picture stuff. And that's retirement planning. And remember, you know, Ryan is a president and financial coach. He coaches his clients through these situations and through the stages of retirement, like we're going to talk about today all the time at his office. Uh, and, and he's right there in the CDC's backyard too. Alpharetta and Cartersville, he's got offices there, but serving all the Atlanta area. And he is a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. So we're going to get his thoughts on just some, some things you should be looking out for at different stages of planning, whether you're 15 years out, 10 years out, five years out. And then as you transition to retirement, that process never ends. So let's take a look at this and let's start furthest out Ryan, let's start with people who are about 15 years from retirement, assuming that most people are retiring around the age of 65. So we're looking at about 50, early 50s. What are some of the main financial issues you're focusing on at that point? Yeah, you know, this could go down this, chase this rabbit down a hole and, and get real specific, but we're going to go through different stages. So I'm going to I'm going to hit some of the major points that, that people in uh, the early 50s, so our average client age is around 53, 54 years of age. So this is kind of the start of kind of the wheelhouse of people that we, we do work with with. But probably the biggest thing is, and this isn't across the board, but people in their 50s, this is probably their highest income earning years. And I'm I'm painting a broad brush there. But the statistics show that that's when usually our best earning years are happening. So are we maxing out our savings? What do we have access to through our employer or uh, on our own individually? So are we maxing out 401ks? Uh, most people know this, but you know, once you get over the age of 50, you can beef up those contributions. And, and some people know that, but they kind of forget about it and they're, and they're still maybe doing less than what they think they can do. But this year in, in 2020, individuals can put up to $26,000 in their 401k or their Roth 401k if they have access to that. And then that doesn't include the employer match on top of it. And even the, the, the max on that is up to 57000 when you combine the employee's contribution and the employer's contribution. So that's a substantial chunk of money uh, that you're putting away. Now, that 57000 depends on your income, the percent that the employer is matching, but it can't exceed that number as far as 2020 goes. And then Roth IRAs, if you have the ability to do those, um, you and if you, if you are married, you have a significant other, your spouse can do 7,000 as well. So there's another 14,000 if you're eligible to do. So that's that's the biggest thing is, yeah, rates of return are great when we get in our 50s and 60s, but really our savings rate is going to be the most important thing to really put those savings into overdrive. And that's what the the federal government, uh, they call them kind of catch-up contributions. So it allows you to put more in once you reach the age of 50 and over to plan for events like this. But then also too, kind of hitting one more high level point at this stage is, you know, really looking at what kind of streams of income are we going to have in retirement? You know, social security, are we going to have two streams of those incomes? Do we have any pensions, even if they're a hundred dollars a month. I mean, we need to take that in consideration. Do you have any, you know, annuities and things like that or passive income from rental property? But we want to really start assessing that and figuring out, okay, which one of those streams are going to last forever? Some pensions only cover the life of one individual. Uh, same thing with annuities, but that's where we really want to figure out, okay, let's let's start filling in our buckets and, and what are our income streams going to be down the road. 
So let's move in now to you know mid fifties. You're you're getting into uh, the final ten years or so of uh, your working career. How does your focus change as you kind of move to that age? Yeah, it starts to change a little bit. I I do like clients to start being um, aware. We don't need to know the specific number, but start being aware of that social security benefit. I mentioned that in the in the last kind of stage, but you know, social security factors in your 35 highest years of income that you paid into the system. So, let's start being aware of that because if you have 35 fairly significant high years of, of income producing that you paid into the social security system. Well, we may not need to work all the way till full retirement age of 67 or 70, you know, kicking the can down as long as we can, as far as social security goes. So that's where we start really looking and assessing your, your work history and saying, okay, well, maybe I don't have to go to 65. Maybe I only have to go to 62 because I have pretty significant savings. So work an additional three years for social security and paying into it really isn't making that big of a difference in my uh, social security benefit. So we really want to look at the math of that because a lot of that stuff is estimations, but we want to know kind of, all right, what are we, as of today, what does it look like now? So being aware of social security benefits, but you know, maybe start decreasing the risk of your portfolio. I, I don't like getting too conservative too quick because of the longevity of our lives. I think sometimes we get so consumed with, oh my gosh, I'm about to retire. I don't need to be risky at all. Well, you still may have 35, 40 years left on this planet and we need to make sure that money lasts and be able to uh, keep up with inflation. So maybe start de-risking our portfolio, but not too much. I want people to be careful with that. Yeah. And you kind of touched on this, you know, as we started the show and dealing with the volatility of the market right now, you know, you got to be aware of that depending on what stage you're in. And I think that's, you know, even more important as you moved about five years out. Now you've got into your 60s, you know, and you're, you can really kind of sit, get the sense of retirement's right around the corner. What are the main things to consider at this stage? So there, it becomes a lot, a lot more, I would say, uh, because, and I've heard this analogy, and sometimes we use this is, again, going back to the last thing I said is retirement income streams. Let's start getting that nailed down specifically. So what is our, uh, and I've heard other advisors say this, is, this is not like, or, you know, a new analogy, but like a fiscal house. So our foundation, what's our foundation? What's our guaranteed income streams that we're, we're going to get? You know, pension, social security, any annuities, whatever it may be, fixed income. What's going to be the foundation? And let's make sure we got those fixed expenses covered every single month. And then course, you got the walls of the house and then the roof and you can keep using different analogies with different uh, investment types out there. But getting an exact estimate of, uh, and I kind of just said an oxymoron there, exact estimate, but <laughs> getting, a, getting a really good idea from those income streams, what is it going to be at what specific age so we can really start creating a, an income plan. But also, too, we've mentioned this in previous episodes, I'm a big tax planner. Again, not a CPA, but I love to plan around taxes. And so how we take income out from our different buckets of income is going to affect how everything else is taxed, and mainly Social Security. So if we have high enough taxable income, then our Social Security is going to get taxed. So we want to definitely take a look at how taxes play a part in that, because that could really take a hit to your monthly income. And then there's always, I'm, I'm a big knockout debt guy. And so how much can we get rid of? How much can we go into retirement with little to zero debt whatsoever? 
as far as paying houses off and, and things of that sort. Because you always hear people say, oh, well, you know, of course, my house will be paid off. Well, is it going to be? Do we have a plan for to pay that sucker off before we get to retirement or maybe just a few years in? So that's definitely things we want to think about. And one last thing is long term care. Mm-hmm. What does that look like? You know, is, is it too expensive to get an actual long term care policy? Or is there other ways with uh, annuities or life insurance that we can kind of help alleviate the costs of that potential big expense that that couples may have later in retirement? Well, we had some pretty good uh, guidance on where in a lot of different areas we should be looking at over these stages of our retirement planning. But now we get to that big day. We've, we're ready to step away from work, ready to transition into retirement. We've been talking about many different things, but give me the one thing, the one absolutely essential thing that you need to have figured out already on that day you retire. Is really when and where your income is coming from, because we've been working our whole lives and we know the paychecks come in the first or the 15th of every single month. So how do you want those distributions coming out from your retirement accounts or investments or annuities, pensions, social security? So structuring that out because you're not working anymore. So when are those quote unquote paychecks coming from, from the things that we've done uh, throughout our accumulation phase? Well, now we're in decumulation phase and we need, we need to really have a, a, a script on that on a monthly basis of when and where those incomes are, are coming from so we can budget properly. That's good advice for sure. And, and you know, we talk about planning and everybody thinks about planning as being well, I got to get ready for that retirement day. Once retirement's here, I'm good to go. I'm all set. But it's all that hard work getting up there. But honestly, you know, that retirement planning process does not end at all. I mean, there's a lot of work still to do and continue to do after you retire. So those five, 10 years after you retire, where, where are you focusing on? What are some of the things you're working on? What are those conversations you're having with clients? Yeah. So once, once, yeah, it never stops. I mean, it it may intensify actually, but all those things that we mentioned, those, most of those things continue on and legacy planning, it's, it's a morbid conversation a lot of times to have, but a very important one to have is, is what does your legacy look like as far as, you know, I have very differences of opinion on this. Do we want to leave a, a chunk to the kids or to a charity or is it, Hey, this is our retirement and we need to make it work or a hybrid of that hey, we want to make our retirement work. And if there's anything left over, then great. So that all depends on lifestyle, depends on how much you've saved. So definitely getting, if you haven't already, which I hope most people have already, but if you don't have wills and trusts, uh, a healthcare directive, if those things are not laid out, it, it's got to be done. I've just seen too many too many disastrous situations where we all know we're going to die, but we just don't think it's going to happen to us. Yeah. And so getting that stuff in place, whether it's in a legacy drawer or a legacy vault online shared in the cloud, we need to have all this stuff in one place. So a spouse or God forbid, if a couple dies, you know, close together as far as their, their death date, then who is going to be left picking up the pieces as far as passwords and online accounts? I mean, it could be a, a disaster real quick. Yeah. Well, as you can tell, there's a lot that goes into retirement planning and, you know, whether you're 15, 10, five, or even beyond that 20 years out, there's, there's always something you need to be focused on working on, but working on that plan throughout this course of time, we'll make sure you're, you're ready to go for retirement. And if you haven't set up a plan, and even if you're within this time frame and you, you, know, you haven't set up a plan, it's not too late. It's, you can always get in, start working out that plan with someone like Ryan and his team, Black Oak Asset Management. 
You can schedule your Retirement Coach 360 session online. You can do so at blackoakam.com. You can also call their office as well. Set up a time to go meet with Ryan. 470-508-0508 is the number. And uh, it's a great time. I mean, we, we see with the market the way it is and the coronavirus and all the news and the reaction we see all the time, the speculation, there's just so much going on. And it's just, it's the time that you realize, I need to have a plan in place. I need to figure out exactly where I'm headed so that uh, when these things take a turn, I'm prepared. So you can do that again, blackoakam.com. It's getting to know you time. Let's close out the show on on a lighter note. Uh, I feel like this has been a a heavy episode, Ryan, indeed, but uh, that's kind of the time we're in right now. But let's do a little getting to know you question before we get out of here. If all jobs, all jobs had the same pay, and the same hours, okay, let's say nine to five, weekends off, good uh, salary, what job would you want to have? Well, I, I got I to gotta go back to my um, <laughs> glory days, I guess. Uh, it's kind of a two-part answer, but uh, I mean, I got to go back to the days of playing baseball. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's probably cherry picking and a very easy answer, but uh, I mean, that was, uh, I was getting paid to play the game of baseball and it's like what that's what better way in my <laughs> biased opinion uh to spend a, a nine to five day uh on the baseball field and playing baseball i mean it's what i grew up doing and uh i would yeah sometimes i remember being in the moment even when i was playing going oh god the season's so long I can't wait for <laughs> it to be over and i look back like you're an idiot like yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about but and, and this is going to sound really corny as well, but I, I really do love what I do, man. Are there stressful days? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but I really truly love what I do. I don't, I have yet to have a day that I get out of bed and dread coming in. Yes. Are there stresses? Absolutely. But I, I have yet to dread a day going, Oh my gosh, I got to go into the office today. It's, it's never, I got to go. It's I get to go. And and that's the truth. Uh, I, if baseball was not in the picture, I would be doing this because it gets my nerd brain going, but also it kind of gets my heart going as well because I get to truly help people make some pretty big decisions in their life and also uh, prevent them from making harmful decisions that that could affect them the rest of their life. So I love what I do, but let's take financial planning out of it, then I would definitely do baseball. Yeah, I'm with you. That's, that would be a, a great way to live your life for sure. And and, and have like a long longevity too, right? So you, you're playing into your, your mid-40s, uh, like a Tom Brady playing still uh, well into his career. So that's pretty cool. Uh, well, let's wrap it up, Ryan, on that note. It's been a great episode, a lot, lot to really digest in this one. You can go back and listen to this episode and every episode online at blackoakam.com. You can also subscribe. Please do. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is you listen, go ahead and hit subscribe and you will have that next that notification delivered to you when that next episode comes out. We have a new one every other week. So a lot to kind of follow and track. I know it's going to be a busy uh, couple of uh, weeks and months and maybe this 2020 could be a wild ride. <laughs> No doubt. I don't, I don't think the, the volatility is going anywhere for a while, but that's okay. I mean, there's opportunity in volatility. Most people think volatility is only going down, but again, if you, if you get off on the roller coaster when it's going down, then you don't get to experience it when it goes up. So it's just staying the course. Yeah, indeed. Stay the course. 
Well, for Ryan Ledden, I'm Ben George. We're going to stay the course, wrap this one up, and be back with you for another episode of Perfect Game Retirement. The Perfect Game Retirement Podcast is brought to you by Black Oak Asset Management, serving the greater Atlanta area with offices in Alpharetta, Cartersville, and Macon. The show is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to the show on your favorite app today and never miss an episode. Just search for Perfect Game Retirement to find us. You can also visit blackoakam.com to listen to past episodes, to contact Ryan Ledden, and to learn more about how to pitch a perfect game in retirement. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Please consult with a qualified professional before taking any action. Securities and registered investment advisory services offered through Silver Oak Securities, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Black Oak Asset Management and Silver Oak Securities, Inc. are not affiliated.